While discussions on Australian aid to the Pacific are front and centre in that country's election campaign, an economist says the way to improve relations is to allow more Pacific immigration. The Australian National University development economist Stephen Howes says for Australia to better connect with the Pacific, it needs to allow the Pacific diaspora into Australia to grow. He told Don Wiseman that providing long-term work opportunities and the chance to settle permanently would work wonders in developing the relationship. Especially uh, get away from this focus on aid. You know, I think we do have this tendency still to look at the Pacific through an aid prism. And, And if you look at the Pacific step up, definitely the share of aid going to the Pacific has really increased. You know, it used to be about one quarter uh, about a decade ago, and now almost half of our aid goes to the Pacific. But, you know, the Pacific's already the most aid-dependent region in the world. I don't think more aid is going to transform the Pacific or really improve our relations with the Pacific uh, or really help us in competition with China because China can also offer a lot of aid. So, yeah, I think we need to think differently and we need to focus on, on labor mobility and that, that promotes people-to-people links. It uh, provides benefits direct to Pacific households. And it's also, you know, an aid is costly, whereas uh, labor mobility is uh, beneficial for Australia as well as for the Pacific. And so it's a much more, it's a relationship of equal. It's mutual yeah. benefit rather than one side helping the other. Australia and New Zealand, for that matter, would say, well, there are these quite elaborate labor schemes already in place. So yeah, that's right. So we have made progress on labor mobility. It's not like we've, we've just been sitting on, on our hands. And, and we've um, got these various schemes that are now called, in Australia's case, it's called PALM, Pacific Australia Labor Mobility Scheme. And yeah, we now have um, some 20,000 workers in Australia, ma- mainly on farms, but also in, in abattoirs and other, in other regional jobs. Uh, but they're all temporary schemes. The workers either come for a few months or uh, at most uh, they'll come for four years under the Pacific Labor Scheme, which is well and good. You know, th- those are good schemes, but they don't do anything to increase the Pacific diaspora in, in Australia. And I think if we're talking about the Pacific family and Australia becoming a more integral part of the Pacific, you know, that's what we really need to, to focus on. The Pacific diaspora in Australia is tiny. That's right. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's less than 1% uh, compared with 9% in New Zealand. And, and plus, it's also quite skewed. You know, we always quote the statistic that there are fewer Papua New Guineans in Australia than Samoans. And that's just very odd because, you know, PNG is such a, a bigger country than Samoa. It's 40 times as big. Plus, it was Australia's colony, whereas, of course, Samoa was a New Zealand colony. So you'd expect there to be a lot more Papua New Guineans here than Samoans. But in fact, you know, what happens is that the Samoans go to New Zealand, become New Zealand citizens, and are then able to migrate to, to Australia. How have the Papua New Guineans been kept out? Yeah, they've been kept out, I guess, first under the White Australia policy, after the Second World War, whereas New Zealand turned to Samoa to expand its population and, and meet its labour force needs, uh, Australia turned to Europe because of our White Australia policy. Uh, and then, you know, when we dismantled the White Australia policy, we moved towards a skill-based migration system and, and the Papua New Guineans just didn't have the skills to migrate. You're suggesting one of, one of the solutions here to boost permanent migration would be something like the quota system that New Zealand's had for years. That's exactly right. You know, it's, it's creating a Pacific window into the permanent migration system. And as you said, it's something New Zealand's done. You have a specific scheme for Samoa, and then you have a, a Pacific access quota, I think it's called, for a number of other uh, Pacific countries. And uh, yeah, it's like a lottery or, or a green card uh, scheme. And uh, from what we've seen, it seems to work well in, uh, in the case of, of New Zealand. 
you know, a lot of people have been recommending for a long time that Australia consider. And uh, as I mentioned so far, the focus has been on temporary migration. But the breakthrough we've had is that in the uh, in this election campaign, uh, Labor's come out and they've said, yes, we'll continue and improve these temporary schemes, but we're also going to introduce uh, this specific window into our permanent migration uh, regime and, and introduce what they call the Pacific Engagement Visa. And they've put a number on it. They said 3,000 slots uh, per year. And these would be distributed you know, on a, on a country-by-country basis. And you could really target those countries that are particularly uh, under, underrepresented. It's a, it's a real game changer. I mean, of course, we have to see who's going to win the election. But I think once now this idea is out there, it could be considered by both sides. And it is a game changer because 3,000 might not sound like a lot, but the difference is between this and the temporary schemes. You know, the temporary schemes, people do their job, then they go home. Whereas here, you know, they can stay and they can bring their family and their, their families will, will expand. I mean, some will go home, but many will stay. And, and over time, I think this scheme will really uh, come to dwarf the, uh, the temporary schemes uh, that we've got and really help the Pacific diaspora expand. Just to elaborate for us on why having a bigger diaspora is going to help, well, bring Australia to understand the region more. Yeah, I think there are benefits both for Australia and for the Pacific. For Australia, I think it's just the comparison with New Zealand. A lot of people comment that New Zealand is sort of more readily accepted as part of the Pacific family, has more of a Pacific feel uh, to it. And we'd have the same benefit. It would no longer just be, well, the Pacific is, is over there. It would be the, the Pacific is here. Uh, so I, I think that's it's only natural that with a, a, a larger diaspora, you know, we would be a more a natural member, a more authentic member of the, of the Pacific family. In, in terms of the Pacific, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people worry about brain drain. Uh, one of the good things about this lottery is it's not skewed, you know, to the more, more skilled individuals. You don't get any particular benefit from being highly skilled. Everyone's got to go into this lottery. Uh, and then the other thing is the basic requirements. You know, you've got to pass an English language test. You know, you might have to have finished high school. That, 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 that then gives an incentive for people to get those skills. And then more broadly, what we've seen is that that diaspora, you know, doesn't lose touch with the country from which it's come. They, they stay quite engaged. They, they send back remittances. Uh, so they still contribute to the economy. Uh, but they also, you know, they help set up a migration pathway. You know, once you have some people in the country, it makes it easier for others to follow in their footsteps. And so over time, you wouldn't need to have as much of a reliance on these temporary schemes. Uh, we've seen from other countries that, you know, once they're well represented in Australia, we, we just get a, a steady flow. Yeah, so I think this is a, a scheme that would be of, of benefit both to Australia, uh, but also to the Pacific countries. And in fact, we know from the New Zealand experience that this visa is incredibly popular. And that for every uh, one applicant who succeeds, 16 apply, 16 enter into the lottery for the chance of getting